Well, the supply chain has been bad, no question about that, but it just got worse, if it could even do that. The river levels are so low that barge traffic has dwindled to near nothing, and it couldn't have come at a worse time with harvest in high gear. Now, storage is maxed. Grain is mounting in open piles. Couple that with a pending rail strike, and the supply chain is at a critical crossroads, it seems. Talking today with Alex Stibers, uh, he's the VP of Agronomy with our local Ag Plus office in South Whitley. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us. You've got some firsthand experience with the supply chain. Is my assessment of the current issue overstated at all? No, Rob. I think today is pretty historic. Right now, usually in October, you don't talk about logistic issues. But where the couple things that you said, the river levels being at historic lows and not looking to improve anytime soon, if you look at the forecast, couple that with a pending rail strike, which could be devastating not only to agriculture, but my goodness, about every product you can think of. <laughs> we're in pretty unprecedented times with where we're at, and especially around October. Usually you get into bar supply and logistic issues in season. Agriculture is very much seasonal, right? And so when you're trying to get all these barges in one spot, you got a tough time in March, April, May, but not usually in October. So definitely a weird point here. And it could have a pretty good impact on us for the next several months unless yeah. things improve. Yeah. You know, the big concern for farmers has been availability of inputs. And of course, this, this past year, it was, it, timely delivery was huge. And now we're hearing rumors that there are big stockpiles of urea in Brazil and India. And apparently the EU isn't buying anything. So it kind of suggests their stockpiles are either full or adequate. And it's kind of conflicting with the reports we were getting that we have shortages. What does the future look like as we think about getting our crop planted for next year on these issues? So you, back to your first point about stockpiles of urea. I've seen a couple of those things. Absolutely. There could be some extra stockpiles with folks cutting back. Uh, urea, I don't really believe those reports. And here's the reason why. Right now, India is tendering for tons. And what that means is they're out there uh, actively looking to purchase tons. And so that's happening this week. They're looking to tender for 1.5 million tons is what the market believes. So they're looking to buy. And that means that they need tons. If the tons were already in India, they wouldn't be doing that. So Brazil, Brazil's a big agriculture country, massive agriculture country. They're going to need more tons. I don't think the, the excess on, on urea is out there, like some of the reports are being, that are being said. Now, when you look at P&K, I do think there is some excess length out there, and we found ourselves in a bit of an oversupply position. The reason being, spring 2022, uh, we saw some cutbacks. We had fertilizer values go out the roof, uh, couple that with chemistry, seed, everything. And so we saw some cutback and some, some acre shifts. Um, that led to folks having carryover into summer and now fall. So when you have that carryover, you don't need to buy as much, and, and then the supply is there. So there are some products that I do think they're going to need to have demand step forward to normalize a bit, but supply and demand usually works out, right? So when yeah. there's excess supply out there, the prices come off, and that's what we've seen over the last several months. We have seen prices moderate some. Uh, but globally, I still feel like there is appetite for fertilizer and, and inputs, and, and we need to grow a crop and, and feed people. So it's just going to take a few months to, to work out a little yeah. bit of excess carried over from summer. Yeah. You talk about PNK. Obviously, we had the hurricane come through Florida. There's mm -hmm. you know, some uh, big production company there that uh, really got hit and offline for a while. Is that crazy disruptive or is that just kind of a hiccup? No, I don't think so. And and 
the company you're talking about, if they had a shingle blow off their warehouse, they're a publicly traded company, right? <laughs> they want to push the market where they can. They they did announce that they lost 200,000 tons of production. Uh, that's not enough to really boister the market. The market hasn't gone up since since Hurricane Ian. Folks are carrying over phosphate from spring. So I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think it's very disruptive yet. Now, you couple that with potential river issues, with potential rail strike, we could see those players on the river that rely on it look north for tons. So then you look in our area and you say, my goodness, you could see a very short market if those companies look to, to find supply to the north, right, yeah. where we're fed by rail. So it's not disrupting things yet, but could it? Absolutely, it could. Yeah. But demand's a big question, too. What kind of demand we're going to see this fall? If we see additional cutbacks, should be okay. So as we look to the future, what's your advice for farmers about advanced planning for inputs for next year's crop? I think that's it. You got to plan. Um, I know we say it every year. It's really tough. You look down south where I'm from, right? I come from the, the southeast. It's really tough to plan because you can plant six, seven different crops and you don't really know what, what folks are going to do until they do it. Uh, here, I do think it's a little bit easier to plan, albeit still tough to get the information. But I think securing supply by planning, whether you're stepping up and committing to the tons or not, planning is key with your local cooperative or dealer out there. And that's what needs to happen. Looking at not getting so hung up on where fertilizer values are. I think looking at where commodity values as a whole are and trying to figure out, okay, we can sell our grain and lock in our inputs. And what does that look like? And I think the more you can plan and and sit down with your vendor or local cooperative to plan those needs and figure out, okay, it makes sense to sell right now and buy inputs at the same time and, and lock in that supply, the better. Again, there it is, planning. And that's kind of an information that you get from the guys at Ag Plus in South Whitley and all the Ag Plus offices. Alex Stavers, VP of Agronomy at Ag Plus in South Whitley. Thanks so much for your time. Sure appreciate your insights this morning. You're welcome. Thanks, Rob. Podcasts by Federated Media.